0: This is the Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall.
1: Listener John Miller asked the following question Do you have a particular preference for handling the material that will guide a speech? I've actually tried presenting in three different ways reading word for word, winging it with no notes at all, or going from an outline. Thanks, John, for your question. Like many guidelines for public speaking, the answer is. It depends. Many students and business executives ask if it's okay to read a speech. My answer is always the same it's rarely a good idea to read a speech unless you meet two criteria. One, you're a political or business leader, and two, it's critically important that your words be spoken exactly as written. For example, if you're the chairman of McNeil and you're addressing the press after the Tylenol scare, then it's preferable to read. Or if you're President Reagan and you're addressing the nation after the Challenger explosion, then it's okay to read. But other than that, don't do it. It's a bad idea. Really, words written for the eye just don't sound right for the ear. We don't speak the same way that we write. Written words sound stilted when they're spoken. Besides, reading requires you to look at your text and not at your audience. And if you do occasionally look up at your audience, it's really easy to lose your place. The biggest drawback is that reading limits your interaction with the audience, so the delivery lacks a conversational feel. However, I know that some of you, no matter what I say, are going to read your speech. So if you are, here are a few tips. You need to learn and practice the scoop-and-speak technique. The idea is to not look as if you're reading. During the pauses in your speech, you look at the text, which, by the way, should be typed only on the top of pages in very large print, This way your eyes don't look down too far. So you look at the text and then scoop a sentence or two. You don't say the words until your eyes have returned to the audience. Keep track by pointing to the text with your finger. It takes some practice but can be very effective. The second step is to not sound as if you're reading. The way you do that is to write text for the ear. You need to use short sentences using common conversational words. Avoid subordinate clauses and compound sentences. Choose very specific adjectives and verbs. Finally, read out loud as you're writing. If it doesn't make sense or you stumble, you need to change it. You'll sometimes hear speakers who sound as if they're reading, but they're not. Instead, they've memorized the speech. And usually the memorized words were intended for the eye instead of the ear. So the delivery sounds stilted. I'm not a fan of memorization. When a speaker memorizes something, his or her normal conversational inflection disappears. It often sounds to me as if the speaker is talking at me instead of with me. With memorizing, mental blocks become inevitable. It's not a matter of will you forget, it's a matter of when. I can't say this loudly enough. Don't memorize every word. I do understand why people do it. Usually it's because they're afraid of skipping an important point. Or sometimes it's because English is their second language, and memorizing ensures they'll use the right words. However, if people stop listening to you because your presentation sounds boring or memorized, it doesn't matter if you skip a point or if you don't use the right words. I think a compelling, conversational, passionate delivery, even with mistakes, always wins over a perfectly memorized speech, unless, of course, you're a trained actor. So what can we, non-actors, do to improve our delivery without reading or memorizing the entire speech? Practice. Practice frequently while preparing the talk. Most people get started late and continue to work on the presentation until the last minute. They might practice aloud once or twice the night before. Worse, some people try to wing it without any practice at all. You wouldn't do that, right? Try to practice individual slides or sections as you're working on them. Don't worry if you're not completely done with the slide or the entire presentation. Practicing in small bursts is far more effective than practicing the same amount of time at the end. The best way to practice is with a partner. Try not to present, just sit side by side, and conversationally explain your ideas. Try a few different ways of explaining the same material, and record the conversation. Once you've smoothed it out, create notes from the recording. Capture the sequence of your ideas, not the exact words. With each practice session, rehearse the previous parts, plus the new stuff. Each session shouldn't last longer than 20 or 30 minutes. Research shows that people are more likely to remember your first words and last words, so you'll want to practice your opening and concluding points the most. Some people find that giving extra practice to transitions also helps a great deal. Ideally, you'll want to practice all the parts separately enough times so that you can present the work conversationally without having to rely on anything but your mind. Practically speaking, however, at times you'll need to depend on your notes to help you deliver the presentation. Many people don't create separate notes and instead try to use the projected slides as their notes. But I don't recommend that. If you do, you're likely to have poorly designed slides with too much text. In addition, you'll deliver the speech poorly if you keep looking at the projected slide instead of making eye contact with the audience. It's best to create and use separate notes. Keep in mind that notes are just that, notes, not a script. Use keywords and short phrases to remind yourself of the points you want to make. I sometimes like to also include behavioral reminders like relax, breathe, and smile. I use the notes feature in Microsoft PowerPoint. When delivering presentations, I always use presenter's view, which lets me see my notes for the current slide on my laptop while the audience sees the current slide projected. It's a great feature. And by the way, You need the latest version of the software to use this on the PC. If you prefer to use a hard copy, try to fit all your notes onto a single page or two. Whatever method you use, it's important to practice using your notes so that you don't fumble with them. Ultimately, each situation may require you to take a different approach. If it's a political or legal announcement, then reading is the way to go. If you're an expert in making a presentation, you won't need to read and you probably shouldn't use notes since it could hurt your credibility. And if you're a student or someone presenting someone else's ideas, using notes is probably a good idea in order to keep yourself on track. In all cases, it's important to practice talking about the ideas in ordinary conversation long before the formal presentation is complete. This is Lisa V. Marshall, passionate about communication. Your success is my business. And finally, today's episode question. What are your tips for effective speech practice? Post your response in the comments or join the discussion on the new Facebook group for the public speaker. There's a link in the show notes so you can check it out. Thanks.
0: If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.